Good morning. Today's class is Lulu Shema Yerfim of the Anon Gedaya, Success of Yerfim of the Anon Gedaya, Success of Yerfim of the Anon Gedaya, Please share and rate the podcast. Also, the success of all the soldiers and the hostages to come home. Today, I have a very, very, very special guest, Rabbi David Kamenis from Eretz Yisrael, Breslov. What's your name of your organization? Sion Breslov. Sion Breslov Project. He's a counselor, and he's also been through a... Uh, we've had him a few times on the podcast, and we're going to talk about the connection between mental health and breast love today, and how Rabbi Nachman helped you navigate into your own mission through mental health. Just speak a little bit about it. Okay. Um, I struggled with depression since I was about 10 years old. I had an incident of bullying when I was a kid. Um, that led to me not being able to sleep at night. Eventually, I had my first depressive episode. I saw my first therapist and social worker. From then until I was about in my late 20s, I was having a depressive episode almost every year. Uh, as you get older and you have more stressors, you have more difficulties, you have more responsibilities, those depressive episodes become more intense. And at some point, I stopped being able to fake like I was okay outside, and I actually became totally dysfunctional. Um, my last depressive episode was about seven years ago, and it lasted three years. I was in my bed crying all the time, thinking I was the worst person in the world. My wife had come from Israel, didn't know anybody in America. She was taking care of me, working, supporting the family with our two little babies. And I was feeling like the worst person in the world. Um, the only thing that was keeping me going was Rabbi Nachman's teachings. It was giving me enough hope to get to the next day, to get to the next day, to get to the next day. But I wasn't actually doing what Rabbi Nachman was saying to do. Right. I was just learning his teachings. Why? Because I'm Ashkenazi. And I grew up secular, right. and so my way of experiencing life is only in my mind, mm. which is part of why I suffered so much. Wow. Even Rabbi Nachman's main student, Rav Natan, many people don't know this, but the Rambam says there's 48 things that make it hard for a person to connect to God. One of those things is to be a deep thinker. Hmm. And Rabbi Nachman, when he saw Rav Natan, he said, even though he's a deep thinker, I'm still going to try to help him. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so what ended up happening was I actually checked myself into a psych ward because I had tried many different therapeutic modalities, whether that was more conventional with psychiatric medicine, therapists. Eventually it went to more experimental, something called TMS, which is transmagnetic right. stimulation. Didn't do anything for me. It's, and then eventually when I was completely desperate, I did ECT, which is electric shock therapy. Uh, you probably only see it in the horror movies but it's a real thing. Not many people do it, but it has an 80% success rate. That's what they say. Wow. Uh, that means four out of five people who struggle with depression, even if nothing else helped them, four out of five are going to be helped by this. I was the one that wasn't. Okay? You should do this for a couple's deal. You <laughs> <laughs> should do it for couples. Shalom Bayit. They have 80%, 80% chance to make you Shalom Bayit. Listen, you'll forget send, all your old f- fights that you had. Send both of them. Send, send both the husband and wife to the shock therapy. Send a bad idea. 80%, I'll take it. 80%, which is very, very high in the therapeutic world. Okay? Wow. And I was one, the one that wasn't. So as you can imagine, uh, someone who's struggling so much and anybody who's ever had depression knows your mind is mamish gone. You're not you. It's not like you woke up like, oh, today was a crappy day. It's, right. it's, it's something much, much deeper. It, you literally feel out of the world, right? Almost like you're a dead man walking, okay? Wow. Uh, you have no, no feeling of reason to live. 
and literally you're just barely holding on and everything could be totally fine in your life and you could still you had kids, experience you had that. A family, I had kids, I had a family, I had the job that I was looking for, I uh, found the Shem in my life, like literally everything. If not for Rabbi Nachman saying that anybody who genuinely wants to come closer to Hashem, mm-hmm. the beginning of that journey will be a feeling of being distanced right. and, and it's rejected, only for the right? sake, right, rejected, you're going to feel like he's not listening to you, he doesn't care about you, he doesn't want you and you should know that chas v'shalom, this is not the truth at all. Right. And he's doing this only because he wants to bring you so, so close. And if I didn't know that, I wouldn't have got to the point mm. that I checked myself into the psych ward. I brought only my Lakut Maran with me, which is Rebbe Nachman's magnum opus. Sure. And my tefillin, which I had to have somebody watch me do it because they thought I might hurt myself with the strap. Wow. Yeah, so it was a very sobering experience. And when I was there, I came to the realization that almost everybody in the psych ward had one common theme about them. Everyone there was very deep thinkers. And everyone there was very, uh, what's the word, sophisticated in how they approached life in terms of trying to make things happen in their life through their own volition, through their own efforts, Mm. right? I thought it was going to be like you see in the movies, like people with like eyes rolling out of their head and like the hair is shaved off, like totally. These were normal people, the nicest people ever met, smart people with multiple degrees and... It was uh, very, very uh, shocking for me, but it also has brought to life a lot of things that Rabbi Nachman speaks about, where he says that sophistication leads to all curses and all difficulties and all sorrows, and simplicity leads to all blessing and really unlocks your mind to actually be able to think. And so when I was there, I said, okay, everything I've tried to do has led me here, which I did not expect. And I have to admit that my best efforts are not going to be enough to help me. Which, you know, for a person who's always on his own trying to do everything, doesn't trust anybody, that is a very, very sobering experience. Mm. I remember I was sitting there crying on the bed, mm. and I said, Hashem, if you are who Rebbe Nachman says you are, and you're the God of Breslov Chassidus, that you really love me, you really care about me, I'm here because you want me to be, I've struggled with depression my whole life because you wanted me to, Mm. you're going to have to take me out of here because I can't do it. Now at the time I didn't realize that this was called Bitul. Someone only told me afterwards, it's the first time in my life I ever said I can't do it. You would be shocked because how could you have never said that before? You're almost 30 years old, you've suffered so much in your life, but this is how strong the Yetzirah is, that even if you're in the depths of hell, he will make you feel like you're the only one who can help yourself. Only just not to say, I can't do it, Hashem, I need your help. Right. That's usually why people who only hit rock bottom get to say right. it. When I did that, I said, listen, if you are really going to help me, that means I'm going to need time to talk to you about all the things that I'm going through. That's probably going to take at least an hour. Oh, Rabbi Nachman says you should speak to Hashem for at least an hour a day. I would have told you to do more, but I didn't want to burden you. That's what we told this Hasidim, okay? Right. So from there, I made a promise to Hashem. I'm going to start doing an hour every day. I'm going to tell you everything. You're going to have to save my relationship with my wife. You're going to have to help me with my parnasa. You're going to have to help me with my mental health. You're going to have to turn my whole life around because I can't do it. And if you do, I promise you for the rest of my life, I'll do everything I can for your kids to help them do the same. Bok Hashem, he's held up on his end. And I'm doing my best to hold up on my end. That's amazing, amazing, amazing. I mean, we all, we all, I think we all got through his bodhidut through desperation. Absolutely. I remember my, my situation in his bodhidut. It was, I was going through my son having cancer. It was the first time. Divorce and my business being regulated. It was like, you couldn't speak. Right. It wasn't, you couldn't think, you couldn't speak. It was a completely experience of overwhelming that. If not now, when? Right. 
And that's where God got the greatest. And it took six months for me to get an answer. So you could see that just, just because, you know, you wake up uh, on the right side of the pillow and think you're going to get connected to God, it doesn't mean that. It's a desire, the breaking of the walls, the resist, you know, the breaking the resistance and believing it. Mm-hmm. And then one day, boom, everything just, everything just flipped. And I think that, that the, the light that you've had through his bodhidut has changed your, has changed your brain. Absolutely. I'm a different person. You're a different person. So yeah. there's, I, I believe that God could physically change your brain through prayer. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know the science behind it. Obviously, you know, prefrontal core. I, I don't know the science, and I don't. I don't really need somebody to tell me either, because right. I know what it is. Right. But it, it could change your brain. Yeah. It could change the way you think. It could. It can get you out of your head. It's like an out of out of body experience. Absolutely. And that's what I think his bodhidhu does. It's just it, it gets you out of your head. It detaches you from your situation, etc. Right. So you practice regularly an hour of his bodhidhut? Yeah, I've been doing it since then. It's been about seven years, and I don't really miss a day. Wow, that's incredible. That's, and that's what he says. He says in Lesson 25, his bodhidhut is a taste of the, or Lesson 15, taste of the, of the light that you could see from one end of the world to the end, other end of the world. Right. Organus, that's right. the light that you could see from, from, from there's, no, there's no end. Right. So I guess every single time we're doing it, we're, we're connecting to that. Absolutely. How much of the? How much of this? You, when you recognize your 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 what, what side are you by the way? I'm a I'm, I'm a, a dog. You're a Pisces. Yeah. Okay. I was so a you, dog. So yeah. you're you're always thinking anyway. Always thinking, unbelievably <laughs> sensitive. I'm already offended by you, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just the way you're looking at Explain me is me. making me feel a certain way. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> So, so you, you, had the, you had the extra sensitivity. Yeah. So we also have to understand ourselves that each one of us is completely different. Absolutely. And you have to, you know, one person's, his, his bodhidut is not going to be on this. His bodhidut is going to be on, please let me, I don't want to think about killing everybody every right. day. Right. You know, maybe you have a major anger issue Absolutely. or another person, you know, is going to have another issue with, you know, lust and everything. But each one of us individually has their own issue that we have to connect to. Yeah. And that is what, the, that is the purpose of his bodhidut. It's, it's, and the problem is, the lack is really for you to get closer to God through that lack. Right. So t- tell me a little bit more about things that have helped you in your mental health through Rabbi Nachman's teachings. Sure. So what I thought originally was like a curse has turned out to be the biggest blessing in the sense that I have to do a lot of the things that Rabbi Nachman says on a daily basis to just be functional and stable. Meaning, if I don't do ipotidut, mm. if I don't get up for chatzot, if I don't get up for nates, if I don't uh, learn Torah bekoach, right. if I don't pray with a lot of uh, uh, fervor, if I don't say tilim each day, right? If I don't do all of these things, I don't feel like myself. I don't feel good. And so in, in the beginning, I was very bitter about it. When, why, why should I need to do so much just to get right. through the day? It's, it's exhausting, you know? But then it became the biggest blessing because who better to speak about the veracity and the truthfulness of Rabbi Nachman's teachings than a person who has to practice all of them and see what the benefits are for those things. You know, my whole life, I've wanted to be able to help people. I went right. to, when I was in college, I went for psychology. I thought that that was going to change the world. I used to volunteer at a suicide hotline, and uh, I went to school for social work, and then I thought that was going to change the world, and when I was younger, I thought I was going to be a defense lawyer, and I was going to defend the people who were being wrongly accused, right? my, My goal my whole life, and it took different shape, was to try and help people, right? Comes Rabbi Nachman to say that the only thing that can truly help somebody is the truth. Right. 
the truth is the foundation on which you can change. You know, like for sure, I can have a relationship with my client if I'm doing a therapy session and he's telling me what's going on with him. He definitely is going to feel better about the fact that he has someone in his corner. But is he going to stop having to go to therapy because of that? Is he ever going to get to the point that he's able to live on his own? This is what Rabbi Nachman does to you. He literally can turn your whole life around, not in a way that you continuously need to go back to the same things, but that you can actually live a brand new life. He is machadesh. He renews your soul. He renews your life. Even when they saw Rabbi Nachman, they said that every time we saw him, he literally was not the same person as the yeah, last thing. It his sounds pulse. like a bug out, you know? It's like crazy imagining what that looked like, but he was totally new. I mean, he even said, um, what's the news today? You used to always ask them, what, what's new? And they would say, nothing, you know, sometimes. And he'd go, well, if there's nothing new, there's no reason for me to be alive. Wow. His whole thing was newness. Even his Chag, Rosh Hashanah. Everything was the moment. Rosh Hashanah, what is that? That's the beginning of a new year. And he said that Hashem gave me the secret of Rosh Hashanah, and he didn't give it to our forefathers. I'm the only one who got it. Why? Yeah. Because he is Mamish, this, uh, this eagle, you know, the eagle that it says that he dies like that myth, and then he comes back on fire, the phoenix, the right? Phoenix, the phoenix. He was the living phoenix. And right. so for all of us uh, to be able to connect to that energy, to that wisdom, to that advice, and this is the main thing. You know, a lot of people learn Rebbe Nachman's teachings, and they're like amazed. They're like, wow, there's nothing like this. And that's true. Because it comes from a, the, the, comes from Pele, comes from right. Keter. It comes from, from a very, very high, high place. But Rebbe Nachman said, don't get it twisted. The ikker is action. You can learn my lessons, but don't stop there. You have to turn what I teach you into actual doing of what I say. Right. That's when your life is going to change. It's not enough to just continuously gain an understanding of very deep things. Because this is Ola Masiyah, this is the world of action. There's going to come a time in the future where the main thing is going to be Limud and Ola Maba. Mm-hmm. Where you're going to be able to know right. God intellectually. This is not the time for that. The time now is to take what you learn and practice it. And every single Eitzah that you do that Rabbi Nachman says will bring you closer and closer to mental health. It's funny, he says in his book that one who knows my one who knows Lakutamara well will not need any other book. Absolutely. He says it because you'll you'll see in the world, you'll see everything in the book. And that's something that I've learned Lakutamara for years. But I could see in other books, I already see, okay, that's Rabbi Nachman here. Yeah. So you, you won't you won't even need any other book. Right. So people say, Yeah, I got this book. Yeah, it's nice. It's different language. So we could but at the end of the day it's because it's you're infused with such light. Yeah. Um, etc. Talk about a little bit about your you know, I've always said this and I've always, it's funny because I've said I've said this before that if Rav Nachman was a therapist, he, he would he would go out of business because people would talk about the past and he'd right. be like, What are you talking about? There's no past anymore. Right. It's only future. Right. Talk about the concept that, you know, I, I've always said this and I believe the anxiety comes from a, a person not believing he can handle the challenge. Sure. Absolutely. That, that's the, I, I think that's the root of it. Because if you can believe you can handle it, then you don't have anxiety, you have, you have courage, etc. Yeah. And after you don't believe you can handle the challenge, obviously comes depression. Right. You know, it's, there's always a, a automatically, if, you, if you're going to get anxiety without, without changing from anxiety, it's automatically just depression. Absolutely. So those two are hand in hand. So that's why our job is not just to, to fight the depression, our fight is to get stronger and to be able to deal with the triggers the right way. Right. It's not enough just to deal with the depression. The depression, that's where the whole world is, 
is they're too focusing on the how do I deal with the depression? Right. Okay. Look at the find a way to look at the challenges better. Right. And and where you don't get anxious, where you right. start getting excited. Right. That's that's really the tweak that I'm trying to, to, to pivot people right. to, to get stronger in the challenges. And definitely praying every praying and doing his Buddha do it empowers you. Even even if every single morning when we pray, if you really read the words, what are you saying? God's you know, God's gonna save you. God's so you should feel a little bit after you pray. Yeah. The fact that the problem is today, we read and you know, we're, we're, our heads in uh, here and, right. our, and our hearts somewhere else. Right. So we don't feel that energy. Right, absolutely. They used to take an hour before they prayed. Right. To meditate. To meditate so they can get into a place. And this was not the Hasidim. This was the sages of the Gemara. This right. was the Tanayim. <clears throat> this whole thing of getting into a space of Yeshuv Dat that Rabbi Nachman speaks about, that this is the key to everything, to have tranquility of mind. That is the greatest blessing in the world. Your freedom comes from that. Your ability to learn comes from that. Your ability to be happy comes from that. Right. Rabbi Nachman says that um, Yeshuv Da'at is impossible. Efshar Ella al Yadei Bodedut. He right. says it in the Kutim Rav. He says that he says Yeshuv Da'at means a settled mind. Right, a settled mind. It's impossible to have a settled mind unless you have a daily conversation with God. Right. And the reason why people are distant from God today is because they 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 are they don't have a settled settled mind. mind right. And you see this even in the Parsha right now. Parshat Bo, it's about Moshe Rabbeinu. The Yerizal says that Moshe is the collective consciousness mm-hmm. of the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. He is what's called the Das of a Jew. He is like the, the, um, the innermost point of your soul. So when someone inside of you is telling you good advice, that's Moshe inside right. of you. But you see from last week's Parsha that when Moshe said, hey, we're getting out of here, you don't have to be a slave anymore, it says they couldn't hear him because they had Kotzer Ruach. Right. They were breathing too quickly. What does that sound like? Emotion- emotionally, they were emotionally out of it. Right. They had yeah. no tranquility of mind. That means, that's pretty scary. That means that a person can literally come to you with all the answers. Say, I know the way. Here's the path. Here's the blueprint. Rabbi Nachman can come to you and tell you, you do this, this, and this, and you will have a different life. And you still won't be able to listen to him. Why? Because your mind is not quiet enough to hear new information. So Rabbi Nachman says, so before you learn my Torah, go outside for a little bit, have a nice cup of coffee, relax. Talk to Hashem outside in the nice weather. Yeah, Yeah. settle your mind and then try to acquire new information. Then try to talk to Hashem from this place because otherwise you could hear the answers to your problems and they will not resonate with you. They will not hit you. Right. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. That's what I've seen. And I've I've seen today where you see the modern day people doing all all kinds of alternative experiences but yeah. you'll get that in his bodhidut you'll get the same experience with the detachment yes where you'll see the situation completely different right and obviously when you see the situation differently then you, you you'll able to apply a new strategy right and, it, <clears throat> and that's really really key today obviously there's a ma- major crisis Rabbi Nachman speaks about the 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 connection between depression and sexual immorality right right because they're both he even says that it, it throws off your emotions right he throws off effects because it goes through the brain, right. stem, and it creates klipot. And I think that's the problem to, in today's generation. I know what I had it when I was, and the three klipot specifically that he speaks about, there's four klipot, but the three klipot are, which the, the, it's the modern world, modern day called brain fog. Right. The other one is flashing fire, like right. impulsiveness, right. lack of, lack of, stupid, lack just impulsiveness. And the third klipa is, is um, Ruach Sa'ara, depression. So you could see, I myself was diagnosed when I was 21, 22 with mm. anxiety and depression. Yeah. And meanwhile, I had an issue with Pigama Brit. It right. had nothing to do with that. Right. 
And these klipot, what happens is when you do when you do a sin, the sin you, you're actually giving life to something. You now you have to feed it. Like let's say you went to you know you had some children in Greece with some girl. All of a sudden you that child is created. You have to pay for it, and you have to sustain it. So this is where Reb Nachman created the tikkun aklali. That when you say the tikkun aklali, the fifth to ten psalms, those sparks go back to its place. So that's another thing, where if you say those things, those things no longer affect you right. as much, because it's not you, it's, it's an entity over you. And this is, it's pretty crazy to see, what do you mean an entity over it? That's what it is, it's an entity, it's a negative entity. Yeah. And that's why today, it's, you know, if you look at the, the problem today, uh, more than ever, is, the, is specifically power, what did power want to do? He wanted to get rid of the males. Right. He wanted to get rid of the males. You, the, females, the females could live. But not the males. So society is making men very weak and, and, and letting them, letting them fall into this issue of, of sexual immorality, which is causing them to lose their consciousness, which has caused the woman to be more empowered, which is causing basically a destruction in society today. It says in the Midrash that Paro flipped gender roles. That's right. He made men feel like women and women feel like men. Correct. That was the slavery. Which is crazy. Crazy. What's going crazy. On. <laughs> crazy. Crazy concept. And, and the whole concept of, of, of Paro is being stuck. Right. Is the stuckness. Is yeah. why everything's screwed up. All the, all the chef is, is, is completely, you know, completely distorted today. Right. So that's where men cannot become, have the masculine role until they get a grip on this concept. Right. Absolutely. Which affects your mind, which affects everything else. Right. I hope this class turns out well. Somehow, again, I have, there's, a, there's something happening in Miami at 8 o'clock, which is construction, which never happens. It's like snow in Miami. Yeah. So if, if you hear a couple bumps in the... I'm sorry for the... It wasn't meant to do construction up here. I have no idea how they, they came so early. I'm, this I'm is, just shocked. Uh, usually when you have stuff like this during a class, yeah, the class is important. Exactly. So if, if, you hear the, if you hear the noise... Nothing push through push through <laughs> like everything else don't send emails don't send this we're not, we're not interested <laughs> so you have to push through and again this is exactly what the Yetzirah you hear it boom 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 it's, like, it's a constant noise to not allow you to listen it, that's exactly I mean this is it's, it's almost a 3D version of what's happening in life so wherever you have resistance and what the evil inclination does is it causes resistance right. And that's where you, we feel such resistance. I don't want to do this. I know I have to do it, but I don't want to do it. Right. And when you start pulling, pulling through the resistance, pushing through the resistance, that's when you're going to make the biggest gains in your life. That means resistance is actually telling you what you need to do. That's how you know. Because if you didn't have resistance, you would ultimately suffer from the bread of shame, which is receiving things for nothing. And that will be boring and detrimental for you. So God created a system purposely to to create a, a to test you so you're able to get that we were just reading we're just reading the rashabs uh, um if god if god is so great why is the world so bad oh that new safer that yeah. it's incredible it's incredible safer mm-hmm. and, and it talks about the whole logistics of the whole you know how, how, how god has to give us free will and all we have to do is really really create decoys for for to be successful but at the end of the day it's he's just he's using yeah. us etc yeah Tell me, I'll, tell me, tell me a little bit about what you're doing in Israel. So you're, you're so you're a therapist, right? Right. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I am clinically a mental health therapist. 
I stopped practicing as much in that role. I still do life coaching. Um, but really, ultimately, what organically happened is when I started teaching Rabbi Nachman's teachings, I realized because I didn't go to yeshiva growing up, I grew up totally secular. I was an atheist for me most too. of my life. Me too. Yeah. I grew up secular. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't know what rabbis teach like. So what ended up happening, and Gedalia knows this because he runs groups, I started teaching classes that looked more like therapy groups, and I didn't realize. Uh, and when people came to me, they're like, what's your background? I'm like, I'm Jewish. They're like, I know you're Jewish. You're in shul teaching. <laughs> I was like, they're like, no, what's your, what's your school background? I said, I went to school for social work. He goes, uh-huh. He goes, you know that your classes, you run like therapy groups. Like, they look like therapy groups. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. So, but what ended up happening was the greatest blessing. Because this thing, like these students, they felt so much um, connection. connection to it. And they felt like, oh, this is real and this is honest and this is genuine. This person's telling me he also has problems. He's not any mm-hmm. different because he's wearing a suit and has a hat on. He's the same person as me. Right. right. And so what ended up happening was my students really encouraged me to make an organization so that more people would be able to receive from these teachings. So we made something called Sion Breslau Project. I started it right at the beginning of COVID. I was thinking about, you know, it was like right about to launch and then COVID started. And I was thinking to myself, oh man, I'm going to have to wait until it's over. And then I did his bow to do this and I said, what am I talking about? There's darkness in the world. Everyone is totally confused, scared, afraid, not knowing what to do. I said, this is mummish the time. It seems the darkness never goes away. Huh? <laughs> I know, it keeps we getting stronger. That's, it. that's the COVID darkness. Let's, okay. Let's, and then you have the uh, the presidential darkness, and here's Israel darkness. It's, it's scary. It's just but look the, at, there's never be a point where you're just going to say, okay, it's only light. <laughs> but it's, it, there's a light always that comes out of all this. Right. The, you know? the Gemara says that, how do you know Mashiach's coming? When one day is crazier than the next. Right. When, every, when, one, when one day you're going to say about the last day, I wish I had that day's right. problems. Like these, these, that's now. I mean, look what, let's, mom is crazy. Israel now. wished they had the COVID problem. Yeah, I wish they had COVID. Like, yeah, and COVID before. They would take that deal in a heartbeat. 100%. 100%. Jab everybody with Pfizer things. Right. Oh, they're locked. So on the but one, I'd rather yeah. do that problem than this problem. Right. right. So on the one hand, this is very troubling and difficult times for all of us. And on the other hand, we have something amazing to look forward to. And so Rabbi Nachman said that the Mashiach, the only difference between him and me is that everyone's going to listen to him. Okay? So there's something very instructive there. I mean, it sounds like he's just saying, I'm as great as the Mashiach, but he's saying something very important. Saying that the Mashiach is not going to teach anything different than I am, except at that point you will listen to him. So how about we just listen to it now? We can experience those teachings now. We can experience. He was that extremely right now. confident, very in his confident, teachings, and which is very rare for Rabbi Nachman to tell the world. The whole world needs me. Right. Non-Jews need me. Everybody needs. So the animals, me. even Sadiq, need that. You understand? <laughs> I mean, for Rabbi Nachman to say. By the way, he has not been off yet. Okay, he has not been off. It, it's the, the, we need the higher consciousness. We need the higher light. Right. I think that's what he's referring to. The concept. Yeah. The yeah. netzach, yeah, the, which is which is the the endurance, the resilience right. in our lives. Absolutely, you know, the ability to, to fight the fatigue which right. we're going through all the time. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is like I've heard people. This is a godless world. This is a world yeah. in which we don't see God anywhere, and this is the world in which the majority of people don't believe in God. Rabbi Nachman was uh, prescient in the sense that he actually literally knew and predicted, guys, there is a flood coming, and it's not a mm-hmm. flood. Of physicality, it is a flood of atheism, and if you said that now, be like, of course, there's atheism in the world. Of course, people don't believe in God. It makes sense, but that was not the case for thousands of years. It's a brand new phenomenon that started right, right after Rabbi Nachman died. He predicted it, and he said that 
you are going to have to hold on to this fire that I'm bringing into the world, and that fire is going to burn until the coming of Mashiach. You're going to need this. He's the antidote. It's like Yosef Atzadik, right? There was a famine in the world, and everyone had to come to Yosef to receive what right. they needed. Why? Right. Because Yosef is able to hold on and to reveal God even in Mitzrayim. And this is the power of Rabbi Nachman, that you could be in the darkest of darkest places, you can be in Chutz La'aris, you could be immersed in physicality, your whole life could be about materialism and you struggle with mental health and physical health, marital problems, X, Y, and Z. Now a nice vort is not going to help you. Picking up a safer where you feel like this little tiny thing which inspired me, yeah, but I have to go right. back to my wife and she wants to kill me, so how am I going to deal with that, right? So comes Rabbi Nachman, to reveal God in that place, Davka. That Hashem is with you in the concealment, within the concealment. When everyone's banging on the top of the, ro- on the room that we're in, Hashem is there. Right? Once Rabbi Nachman was teaching Everything with you is chaos. One time one of my friends told me, he goes, he goes David, <laughs> being with you is unbelievably exciting, but it's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so like everything is like there's no there's no normalcy with you? It's crazy. It's chaos. But Rabbi Nachman, he, when he was teaching a lesson once, soul of Tohu, you're the soul yeah. of Tohu. Mama <laughs> I definitely do. There was a fly that kept knocking on the window, and uh, and you heard it, boom, 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 and every time they stopped, Rabbi Nachman smiled and he said, "This is exactly what the Yitzhak is." Right. He comes. Exactly. He bothers you. You finally think you got rid of him. As soon as you think you can move on, he comes back and he starts buzzing again and buzzing again and buzzing again. Why? But this is after the fourth time he'll go away. (laughs) Right. So the fourth time he'll go away. Right. But there is the there is the there's the constant things coming back over and over again. Yeah. And it's exhausting between you and me. It's exhausting if you have the wrong interpretation. Right. If you have the wrong interpretation, it is exhausting because you recognize that. Why am I getting? Why am I getting? You know, picked on. Versus you're saying, "Wow, there's a lot of light at the end of this situation. Right. Why is he preventing me from having this?" There's a lot of people. That's where you need yeah. to. That's where you need to really shift your strategy. Not why am I getting picked on, but wow, there's a lot of light. If if I can't even open up my mouth and explode the dude, that must be the greatest thing I need to do. hundred percent. If I can't even work out, that means that what I, that's what I need to do. Right. If I can't say I'm sorry to somebody. That's what I need to do. The, the whole point of the resistance is telling you, oh my God, at least it's obvious. Now you have to pray for the strength. Right. There's a lot of people that have a lot of faith, right? They grew up even maybe religious. And when things are not going right, they go, it's not the Ratzon of Hashem. He doesn't want it, right? Rabbi Nachman comes and he says, Mapitom, what are you talking about? If you're trying to do something holy and you have resistance, that's exactly what Hashem wants you to do. You need to push through the resistance. The resistance is a siman from heaven that what you're doing is good. Someone came to Rav Natan and said, I'm starting a business. Is this a good endeavor? So Rav Natan asked him, has it been easy or difficult to start the business? He said, it's been unbelievably hard. He said, then you should continue. He said, what do you mean? He said, because if you start something and it's easy, it means it's not important and you shouldn't invest any time into it. But if you see that you're trying to do something good, obviously if you're trying to do something bad or harmful or dangerous, and you see that there is obstacles, that could definitely be God telling you, please don't do this, okay? But if what you're trying to do is going to help people, if what you're trying to do is trying to help yourself, 
right? You're trying to do something holy, you're trying to do a mitzvah, and you see you have resistance, that should not be a sign, ah, it's not the Ratzom HaShem, everything's for the good. No. Or it's not for me. It's not for me right now, maybe later. This is, that, that should be your sign. This is the greatest thing I could possibly be doing right now. And Rabbi Nachman says in Lukut Muran, there are going to be times in your life, and specifically in your voda, that you're trying to grow, and literally you won't be able to rely on any of your kochot, any of the advice, right, any right. of your strength. You will have none of it left. The only way you will be able to get through, and you're going to need to use it, is to have azud uh, de to be stubborn. Stubborn. To have ashkanut, to be mamish and ashkan, to be stubborn. Oh, stubborn. Yeah, Very stubbornness. Good. Yeah, holy stubbornness. You won't have anything, no strength, you'll have brain fog, you won't be able to think clearly, you're not going to feel good. And he says, at that time, you will have nothing else to rely on but holy stubbornness, and you have to. Right. That was the only way you're going to get and that. And, the, and that's where you have to, he brings the analogy of the egg. Right. You have to be humble, because right. the egg, to be, in, order, in order for an egg to be kosher, it has to have a round has to be rounded and and it has to be pointed so yes you have to be humble so basically i, I came up with this concept says god i don't deserve anything but i'm going to ask you for everything right. so that's where you you don't come in there with a you know with a checklist you come in there with i'm not telling you if i deserve or not but i'm going to ask you for everything so that that allows you to have the humility but still shoot for the top right that's the difference absolutely Versus, I don't deserve anything, I'm a bad person. That's the worst thing. This is why it's extremely important. The evil nation does not want you to rejoice in, the spiritual, in your spirituality. He always wants to knock you down. So even if you do something small, thank God I came to pray this morning. You, you kill him, you kill him by rejoicing in your spirituality. You take the, you, you, you take the, the, the shrin out of exile. So it's extremely important. When, when today, you see people do things, I checked the box, I went home. Their, their, their brains are somewhere... I did this, thank you for this. So it's your, really, it's your attitude. It's your attitude towards what you do it makes a big difference. And that changes the energy you get uh, less than 24. David, thank you for coming. It was such a pleasure. Of course, you brought chaos with us. But that's, what else would I expect? What else would I expect? What else would I expect? And I thank you for your, your work is great. Your work is great. How do people reach you? Okay, so uh, you can reach me at rabbikalmus at gmail.com. Uh, we have a brand new... Spell re- it, spell uh, it. R-A-B-B-I-K-A-L-M-U-S at gmail.com. Right. We have a revamped website, Zion Breslov, T-Z-I-O-N-B-R-E-S-L-O-V.com. So go check out the website. We have a YouTube channel with over 600 classes, um, and it continues. I wanted to make one announcement, that I am in the process of starting the first English-speaking Breslov Yeshiva in the world. Very nice. And uh, um, doing it with the connection of a lot of very great people, much greater than me. And I'm really excited about it, looking forward to it. Anybody who knows anybody or they themselves might be interested in being a part of it or being, uh, helping to build it, right? So please reach out to me. Where, in Eretz Israel? In Eretz Israel, in Jerusalem. There was a time that Rav Arush's yeshiva had an English program. It was for a few years, and then they took it away. It's hard to believe, considering right. how many English speakers are interested in it, but there's no actual place for breast lovers to go and say, this is a home that I can go sit and get close right. to Hashem through the teachings of Rabbi Nachman, and everyone is welcome there. So that's Amen. all I want to say. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank, thank you, you again. Da- thank you again, David. It was such a pleasure. Appreciate it. All right. I want you to earn. You'll sit back and talk to him.